Chapter 29 of House, Garden, and Field by L. C. Meall. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Organ Grinder's Monkey. We call this a monkey because he has a long tail. The man-like apes, orang, chimpanzee, gorilla, and gibbons, have no tails at all, and the baboons, which live much on the ground, either have no tails or much shorter tails than this. His tail curls downwards at the tip. This tells us that it can be used in grasping. The organ grinder's monkey comes from South America. One could see that by merely looking at his face, for the nostrils are separated from one another by about their own width. Any monkey which is short-tailed or tailless, or which has cheek pouches, in which it can stow away nuts, or has large colored bare patches on the face, or at the tops of the thighs, callosities, or has a thoroughly opposable thumb, comes from the old world. On the other hand, any monkey which has the nostrils widely separated, or which can grasp with its tail, comes from the new world. In the organ grinder's monkey, the hand has the thumb turned forwards, like the fingers, and hardly opposable. One might say that it has five fingers and no thumb. Such a hand is convenient for catching hold of a horizontal bough, or for running about on the branches of trees, but does not give quite so firm a grip as a hand with an opposable thumb. Both the tail and the hand tell us that this is a forest monkey, in the great forests of South America, a large proportion of the land animals are adapted to life on trees. Among the number are monkeys, sloths, tree snakes, tree frogs, and tree-haunting beetles. This is often called the capuchin monkey because the hair stands up round his face so that fanciful people have compared him to a monk with face looking out from a cowl. His Indian name is Sapaju, or something like that. He comes from the forests of Guiana, where, I am told, the Indians capture him in a particularly cruel way. They look out for a mother with a young one, shoot the mother, and sell the young one into captivity. The capuchin monkey has olive-green hair mixed with brown and black. His bare, wrinkled forehead makes him look sad and old, but I dare say he can be cheerful when he is well treated. We sometimes meet the weeper monkey in the streets instead of the capuchin. His hair is brown, and the top of his head dark-colored. There are some South American monkeys which are even more of tree monkeys than the capuchins. Their arms and legs are extraordinarily long and slender. The tail is not only very long, but has a bare patch near the tip, which increases its holding power, and the thumb has disappeared from the hand. These are the spider monkeys, of which there are several species. Their wonderful leaping powers are familiar to visitors to the zoological gardens, who can now and then see a spider monkey hanging by the tail alone. It is said that the capuchin monkey, when he is pleased, can make a singing or whistling noise, but I have never heard this. The monkey of fable, the monkey that Gallen dissected, the monkey that was two hundred years ago a favorite pet of fashionable ladies, was not the organ grinder's monkey, nor any American species, but a barberry ape, a tailless macaque, native to northern Africa and Gibraltar. It has yellowish-gray hair, a flesh-colored face, cheek pouches, and callosities. Many other monkeys have been caught young and tamed, but this, more than the rest, may be said to have made a place for itself in the history of mankind. End of chapter 29